Hello and welcome to Good Monsters. My name is Cody Lawrence, and in this podcast, we challenge Christians to be more Christian, bringing biblical truth back into the church. First, I'd like to open with a disclaimer to any YouTube, quote, trust and safety members who may be listening to or watching this in the future, as well as any Spotify cops or other miscellaneous comrades. Because claiming that the word that rhymes with collection clawed actually happened is very much frowned upon by the above-mentioned individuals, I will not be claiming it. This episode, instead, is merely to examine the social and spiritual implications for Christians if massive fraud did occur and if it did not occur. So we have two options. Either there was massive fraud or there was no massive fraud. Massive fraud enough to turn the tides of the election, stealing it for the team that closes churches, destroys your neighbor's business puts your brother out of work, murders children, glorifies pumping hormones into the children who survive their mother's wombs to attempt the impossible task of changing their God-given genders, and claims that everyone they disagree with is a bigot of some kind, quite bigoted of them. The other option is that there was no massive fraud and that team simply overpowered right proper Christians and there aren't enough good Bible-believing Jesus followers combined with people equipped with half of a brain and a moral compass to fend them off. Those are the two options, and we Christians must pray that there was massive fraud enough to steal the election, if it's uncovered or not. This does not mean that we should believe there was fraud, if there really was not, because we as Christians should desire truth above all. We may find out in a couple of days, Uh, and as more evidence is coming out, it seems probable to me at least that the election was actually stolen. But insofar as we don't know what really happened, we should pray that the election was stolen from Trump for Biden. My argument hinges on the fact that you, the listener, believes that the left, the aforementioned team that kills, steals, and destroys, is evil and anti-Christian, and that the people who subscribe to the worldview that supports these things are in fact either evil or sorely deceived. If you are one of the people calling themselves a Christian who supports those things, then you are either not a Christian or you are sorely deceived. Either way, you must repent and come to Jesus. For the rest of us, here's why we must pray for the election to have been stolen. This isn't about a fight between liberals and conservatives. It's about Christianity fighting against anything contrary to Christianity. No matter what side of the political spectrum you find yourself on, grab your Bible and test my words against Scripture. Let's take a look at some of the most simple and central Christian beliefs that are clearly laid out in the Bible. Life. Human beings are made in the image of God. We are all equally valuable, no matter our sex, skin color, or class. God gives us this life, and he gives us our value. One side of the social and political spectrum overwhelmingly supports the ending of human life before birth. 
Some people, like Virginia Governor Ralph Ralph Northam, even would support abortions after a child is born. Deuteronomy 12.31 says, You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, for every abominable thing that the Lord hates they have done for their gods, for they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. The left participates in child sacrifice to the gods of progressivism, personal autonomy, and doing whatever makes us happy regardless of who it hurts. Now, you may say, but the right doesn't care about people after they're born. That doesn't value life. Murderer! Hypocrite! First, I don't hear you refuting the fact that you support murder. But let me defend myself. There is a huge moral difference between actively murdering someone and withholding something from them that would help their survival. I could give up every penny of mine in order to help a couple of people stay out of the cold for a little while. But so could you. But no one seriously thinks anyone should do that. Giving up my own property in order to arguably help someone I don't even know is not a moral obligation of mine. Especially if it's not in my conscience that is uh, calling me to do so. But not actively murdering somebody is a moral obligation of everyone. Marriage. The Bible defines marriage clearly as between a man and a woman. It is a holy gift to us that is profaned and spat on by people who want to change this definition in any way. No, marriage is not about marrying whatever or whoever you want merely based on the prerequisite of love. It never was. Marriage is a reflection of God's relationship with us and with the church. Although nowadays, many churches are doing their best to act like, um, well, let's let Jeremiah do the talking. Jeremiah 3.1 says, If a man divorces his wife and she goes from him and becomes another man's wife, will he return to her? Would not that land be greatly polluted? You have played the whore with many lovers. And would you return to me, declares the Lord? Now here, God's talking about his people leaving him. And, uh, well, you heard the language. Marriage is a big deal to God. And families are too, being one of the three God-ordained institutions among government and the church. Black Lives Matter have one point on their uh, official website publicly called for the dissolution of families. Which team supports BLM again? Oh, speaking of which, which team is calling for the closing of churches? Uh, As for the institution of government, we're seeing how one team is perverting God's purpose of that as well, punishing good and praising evil. Gender. Man and woman itself is hanging on by the skin of its teeth in our culture. The Bible has a pretty binary view on gender. You're either a man or you're not, and in that case, you're a woman. Also, because our gender depends on our biology and not our mood, it's not something you can change just the same as you can't change your eye color. Any attempt is merely covering up reality. Thinking there are three genders is just as wrong as thinking there are 3,000. That number isn't an exaggeration, by the way. It's gotten to the point where people can make up words and call themselves anything they want. But what's worse, 
They want to impose on you and me by forcing us to call them whatever words they choose. The left expects us to look at a man and call him her, or look at a woman and call her they. It is a fantasy. So why should we hope that there was massive fraud? Christians need to pray, and I mean seriously pray, that there was massive election fraud because of the two options we're faced with. One means we've lost. We've gone from a position of majority in the country to a dwindling, shriveled, and dying husk of what we used to be. We've lost this country to new gods that we've allowed to destroy our churches, families, marriage, life, and reality itself. We've poisoned ourselves by welcoming into our churches and families awful non-Christian ideas, and it's chronically infected us to the point of being terminal. Christianity in America is dead, and the only prayer that remains for the remnant of us that's hanging on for dear life is that judgment should befall this country. But if there was fraud massive enough to turn the election, it means that there's hope. It means that there were enough faithful Christians fighting for the right thing, and we were bamboozled. If this is true, and the current false election results are overturned or not, it means that we still have a chance to move this country back in a godly direction. If we've lost this battle or not, we haven't lost the war. If this option is the truth, then we need to pray for judgment on those who committed supported and stood by while they knew about the fraud. We can pray for the fraud to be revealed. We also need to pray for strength for ourselves and our brothers and sisters so that we can build each other up and stand up for truth in the battles to come. But whichever thing happened, the future is not going to be easy for the faithful.